Welcome to Redefining the Good Life, the podcast that calls BS on the rat race of modern life and helps you finally have the courage to go after your dreams. I'm your host, Aishan Karaduman, aka The Omnivorist. I'm a life coach and functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Using a blend of mindset tools and ancestral nutrition, as well as understanding just what it means to be human today, I'm here to help you change the trajectory of your life. Another future is possible, my friend. Welcome on board. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining the Good Life. Today, I want to speak a little bit about that um, that big part of our lives for many of us, which is work. And it's something that, you know, that's dear to my heart because, you know, I've told you already my own story around work and how after years of not feeling fully like I was really where I was meant to be, I finally figured out what I want to be when I grow up. And now it's my passion, one of my passions anyway, to help people to also make that transition. So I've been thinking a lot about this. And I actually, by the way, today's episode is, um, it's it came from a Facebook Live I did inside the group, Redefining the Good Life Community. So, you know, there's good stuff happening in there. I would definitely recommend that you come and join us if you haven't already. So when it comes to work, I think one question that's useful to ask, well, first of all, why is it even important to ask yourself the hard questions when it comes to work? And also, why don't more people actually go forward with their dreams when it comes to their professional lives? Because think about it, we spend so many, like so many hours of our days, so much of our life at work. But the problem is, for many of us, even the vast majority of us, we didn't choose our particular particular line of work based on questions like, you know, what would I love to spend my days doing? What kinds of conversations do I want to be part of? What kind of people do I want to be surrounded by? Do I want to like sit my ass all day in a chair or do I want to be out and about? <laughs> I mean, I had no idea about these questions when I was, you know, in high school and like, like you know, thinking hard about what should I do? What should I study in college and all that stuff, right? Most of us had no idea that we could even choose any of those things. And I was actually recently coaching somebody about this because she's currently at a juncture with her work. She's in her early 40s. She's, you know, got a very good job in a, you know, as an expat. And, um, but she's at a point where, you know, there's a choice to be made and she could either take this break, this, um, this moment of decision to go do a big change or she can, you know, try to get a similar job and kind of keep going through the motions. And I was telling her, I think of this like, you know, think about like you go to a restaurant, you sit down and they hand you this menu, but there are only like three items on there and you're just supposed to choose from among those. And then accept that (laughs) over the years, like, You choose the same things over and over and over again. Oh, and if we're ever unhappy about the choices on the menu, we're told you should be grateful for those three items. There are those who don't have it at all. 
It's the typical scarcity mentality that our civilization offers us. But what they don't tell you is that if you actually go back into the kitchen, there are like a million options. <laughs> if you just raise your head and walk back there, you'll be amazed at what's possible. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, that's how it is with many of us when it comes to work. Life, society, like gives us a set menu from a really young age with very clear instructions, right? Do this, then do that, you know, get into good schools, study hard, find a lucrative career path, go for the best jobs, for the promotions, and on and on and on. Whereas this whole time, nobody actually told you that it was okay, and also not just okay, but necessary to ask the person, the person who matters the most here, which is you. Like, what do you want to do? What makes you come alive? What unique contribution would you like to make in the world? And for many of us, I think, this ends up catching up with us sooner or later. You know, some people are lucky to have fallen into a line of work that really they do love, okay? Of course, there are those people, I'm not denying that. But they're far from the majority, right? And what happens, unfortunately, for some people is that at some point, they go off the deep end and, you know, they start numbing away their emotions, their uncomfortable emotions with, you know, food or drink or even working even harder, you know, like getting further caught into that rat race. But there is also a subset of people that I am discovering, you know, more and more these days who are ready to ask, you know, start like start asking themselves different questions. And they're maybe realizing that, you know, there is perhaps a different path possible in life. And if that is you, like if you feel like maybe it is possible to live a life on your own terms when it comes to your work, you know, and doing work that is deeply meaningful to you and it is aligned with your deepest values, if you are starting to think that, if that's you, now today I'm talking to you, okay? Because this process is not that straightforward, right? Because we're trying to do things differently. We're actually like trying to get off the beaten path, right? And so there is tons that can go wrong. And that's why so many of you in this, you know, in this category get really easily stuck with this process. And so I got to thinking about that. And I realized that there are roughly four stages to this. And that's what I'm going to um, speak about today. And if you are feeling stuck, you know, when it comes to figuring out and going after your life's work, I want you to listen really carefully today and just see where you think you might be currently, like where you think you're stuck right now, if you are feeling stuck. And of course, I'm also going to tell you what you need to focus on in order to get out of your stuckness. And also, this is, like I said, four stages. So if you, you could be on one stage, but you might revisit this later on when you have maybe come to another stage. So the first stage where I see people stuck is, you know, this is you if you've been kind of going through the motions all your life, you know, again, as I was saying, done well at school, got the good jobs, the promotions, etc. And you are feeling like, you know, you're traditionally successful. Um, and you can't just quite yet imagine that another way is possible. And yet, there is this nagging voice that says that, 
you know, maybe there is more to life than this. And you're maybe unhappy about having little time for the things that really bring you joy. And a really typical example here, although this is by far not the only example, is, um, for example, a professional woman, you know, when she goes off and has kids and goes back to work, she discovers that the, the workplace, the, the conventional workplace is a pretty ruthless place for, um, for parents and for respecting time with her family. So if you find yourself at this stage, what I would do is I think your first job is to connect with your imagination. So I would like encourage you to allow your imagination to run wild. And I would maybe like, I would start journaling, you know, I would use some prompts like, for example, what would you do if failure was not an option? What would you do with your life if you didn't have to make a living at all. If money was no option, what would you like love to spend your days doing? You could also ask your intuition directly that question and just see what it says and what comes up. You can write this down, you can meditate. Um, you know, you may not be so used to doing this so far because chances are, again, most people who are running the rat race and going through the motions in life, they don't have a, a ritual to themselves, like a personal ritual, maybe a morning ritual where they get up and have some time and space to be alone and meditate and think about these things. So yeah, maybe that's a good place to start, just giving yourself a little bit of space so that you also go into your day, into your work, your current life with intention. So, and I would say to incorporate into that time questions around, you know, getting your imagination um, running a little bit. And even if you don't get it the first or second time around, don't worry about it. Just keep going. Little by little, this will get better. And as you're asking yourself these kinds of questions, your unconscious will register that. And then sometimes when you least expect it, you'll have a little little sign from somewhere. You will see something that will go, make you go, whoa, oh, that just, there's something there for me. Okay, so this first stage, let's kind of call it the lack of imagination stage where you're kind of living disconnected from your inner voice. So your biggest work at this preliminary stage is to really try to strengthen your relationship with your inner world, your inner voice, because it is there as as deeply buried as it may be. It's still there and it still wants the best for you. Now, moving on to the second stage. Now, at this stage, you think that, you know, there's probably another way. You're pretty convinced about that. But you don't yet have a specific idea of what you would love to do. And you keep telling yourself things like, I have no idea what my passion is. Um, I've never had that one thing. I really lack clarity. I'm so confused. And so as a result of thoughts like this, you feel confused and confusion keeps you stuck. Okay. And what you need to do, my friend, if you are in this category right now, it's actually pretty straightforward. Okay. And I personally myself have spent a lot of time here, by the way, many, many years, way too long. <laughs> you need to just stop saying those things to yourself. Really. And you need to replace those sentences with other sentences, other thoughts like, I am figuring it out. It's already inside of me, and I can't wait to find out in what surprising ways it will come out. And to really keep that fun and that excitement, that mystery in mind, okay? And some useful questions for you to ask yourself and maybe journal on or to think about would be, you know, 
when do I feel completely in the flow? You know, when when does time kind of stop for me? You know, you know moments like that. We all have moments like that, right? Um, what did I love doing more than anything as a kid? Another one I really love is like, what do your friends come to you for, right? Like, think about your best friends who really love you and want the best for you, and they really um, they really know you really well. How would they see you? How would they imagine you? This could also be a question you ask them. Um, and another thing, and it's funny because I'd, I'd come up with this during a client session a while ago. And, you know, if you're anything like me, like you open your phone and on your browser, you might have like 50 tabs at any given time. I think there's an upper limit to it. I think I've attained it once. I think it is 50. <laughs> um, I would like go through, like just take a look at those like that could be so revealing, right? I'm thinking about things like articles and things like that, you know, that you want to read someday. Um, not things like, you know, looking up an address or something. But what I mean is like, those are things that like you don't have to do and nobody's paying you to do that you want to devote your own free time to. So I think there's a really good um, chance that there will be things in there that really like kind of make you come alive, that you really love to do, love to learn more about, even if you don't have to. So that could give you some clues as well, if you're one of those people. (laughs) So in this stage, basically the second stage, you're just a little um, disconnected right now from your inner resources. And so you just haven't really learn to make friends with your inner voice, to use that inner compass. So it's just that, once again, reminding yourself that it is already inside of you, you just get to find out, okay? And when you believe that, and and like that you already have it inside of you, and you just get to tease it out, like how much calmer will you feel? And feeling calm will get you so much farther than confusion because confusion is one way that you are staying inactive. I have spoken, you know, kind of about the way our brain works a lot on this podcast already. And I've already explained you the idea that our brains really don't like change. Change is very expensive to our brains. And that's why they do everything in their power to keep us inactive, they, they, to keep us from changing, from taking action. And confusion is one of the, you know, key ways our brains do this. So anytime you feel confusion, anytime you feel overwhelmed, be very, very suspicious. That's really your brain probably afraid of something and trying to keep you from doing something because it's always easier to just do one little thing and move forward in order to gain clarity rather than staying stuck in overwhelm. So again, if you can think thoughts that create calm and maybe a little calm confidence, that will take you so much farther. Now let's move on to the third stage, okay? And this is what I call the fear stage. Now, at this point, you, you know, you've figured out there's something else you'd like to do. And you, at this point, you have a pretty good idea of what you would love to do. But now you have a whole new set of thoughts that come in. Like, you know, you don't think you can really be successful doing that. You know, maybe it's just a pipe dream, you're not even sure if that's done. Like you're not even sure if people make a living doing that. There's no blueprint. You know, that's just some crazy idea that you came up with one day, you know? Um, and again, like maybe you were excited at the beginning that you were onto something, but then these thoughts quickly came over. And these thoughts, of course, create lots of fear and lots of 
doubt. And guess what happens when you feel lots of fear and doubt? Same as above. It leads to inaction. Okay? And this is something I have touched upon on this podcast before as well, which is, again, the same kind of work you need here is you actually have to learn to live with the fear. You have to accept the fear as being part of the process. You have to not believe everything that your brain is telling you. Once again, your brain is supposed to do that. It is its job. It is supposed to keep everything um, the same. But where you go wrong, when things go awry for you, is when you actually believe those thoughts, okay? Your work is to understand that those thoughts will be there. They're just a bunch of sentences that your brain is going to be offering you. And what you could do in order to get out of this stage and to get unstuck is... I would journal on questions like, what if everything could go right? I would be like, what would be the best case scenario here? What would be the the most amazing thing to create? And like, go crazy, go big, who cares? It's just, a, you know, it's just words on a piece of paper, right? Um, just kind of let yourself go wild. Don't hold anything back. And I think that... Um, you know, the common theme here is basically when you um, when you really tap into that amazing potential that you might have, that your idea might have, and you feel that energy, you feel that vibration, then you take that feeling and you take steps today from that emotion, from that energy. And that's how you are going to unlock this part of the process. And the fourth, the final stage is what I call the timid stage. And now this is where, okay, so you've gone and done the big scary thing. You have launched your business, but now a new set of challenges um, comes up, which is that you're, you're not quite as successful as you would like to be yet because you love what you do, right? But you haven't yet learned to make friends with marketing and sales, because you are having thoughts that are not serving you for having effective marketing. You are thinking, I love what I do. I love helping people in this way, but oh, I just wish that clients would just come and I wouldn't have to deal with actually going out and getting them. And what you need to do at this point is you need to change the way you think about marketing and sales. So you need to adopt more helpful thoughts that will allow you to put yourself out there. And so this means that you focus on the people you can help and connecting to them. So you are going to be connecting to the people whose lives you're going to be impacting. And when you get out of your own head, your own drama, and into your client's head, if you can keep directing your brain to do this over and over and over again, that work will really transform your marketing. And you will realize that marketing and sales is, is, is just one other way you do your work. It is one other way you help people. It is not a separate thing that you kind of like go, oh, I have to do that. Because if you think that, you can be sure that you will not reach nearly as many people as you could be impacting. Okay, so of course, these four stages, they're pretty basic, right? Um, and of course, there is a lot of nuance and you might be somewhere that's a blend of these things or maybe some other place. But I think that this is still a very helpful framework to understand where you are currently. And I would say the common 
theme in all of these and all of the stages of getting unstuck is just this one truth, which is that you need to remember your own power. You need to remember that you are capable of creating so much more than you realize. And that if you can dream it, you can pretty much have it. And when you think those thoughts and when you get into that energy, and then you go and take the actions from there. And when I say actions, I mean like one little baby step, just a little bit each day, every day, just one foot after the other, okay? Go into the future, just imagine what it can be like and come back and take action from there today in the present time. So basically living your life today as if you've already become the person you want to be when you get to the other side, all right? Okay, I really hope this was helpful. I really, really want to hear from you. I really want to hear about where you feel stuck right now and what you are doing about it. So come into the group, like I said, and tell us and share with us and also let us help you get unstuck. Well, that's all I have for you, my friends. If you celebrate Christmas, have a wonderful Christmas, hopefully, if you're in your immediate family or if you're lucky enough to visit a larger family. And I will speak to you next week. Bye. Bye.